Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm your host, Ethan Schmidt. Joining me on the phone, as always, the head football coach of the Clarksville High School Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach Shelby, thanks so much for joining us again. I appreciate it, Ethan. All right, Coach. So a uh, a big victory for Clarksville High School. Uh, maybe you know you kind of look at the final score line. It was fifty eight to twenty over Maplewood, and and this definitely, as we talked about uh, on last week's show, not the Maplewood that like I was used to playing uh, when I played at Clarksville High School, or the team that we would meet in the playoffs. But definitely a uh, an athletic team, and I thought our team showed up really well. Yeah, I thought they did. You know, they, they started quick and. There were some things that we worked on. Um, you know, we practiced a little different this week and kind of, um, like, we kind of backed off the team part and worked on some individual things to try to, to try to fix a couple issues that we're having. And I think that, I think that we did and we kind of saw that on Friday night where, you know, like our, our back was hitting the, hitting the path a, a little bit tighter like we wanted him to. And, and Jamar was doing a couple of things in terms of footwork and, 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 and some better job on fakes and stuff that we hadn't done a really good job in the past. And I thought all of that was, you know, a big improvement. Coach, a game like this kind of late in the season, I know obviously it gets a chance, especially after that, you know, bye week, if you will, or just that week off. It gets you an opportunity, I guess, to kind of get some of the things worked out, like you were mentioning, but also, you know, it gives a chance to kind of, I guess, get back into football mode. Um, is that mm-hmm. kind of what you were looking at this week with the Maplewood opponent? Was that what you were hoping the team would gain from it? Yeah, I, I just thought it was important for us to get back going and get back in a rhythm. You know, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a coin flip sometimes of, you know, how that fall break works out. You know, some, you know, if you come back rusty, then what you did giving the kids some time off was bad. You know, if you come back refreshed, like I, I think we did, um, you know, it can benefit you. Coach, so uh, again, just kind of a really good performance all around. I felt um, offense, defense, special teams for this uh, for the Wildcats this week. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about our offense and, and what you saw from uh, from Jamar and, and Rayshon scored twice. We thought Diego hit the wall, uh, hit the ball well, scored as well. Um, and then, kind of in those late moments, we were able to see Jared Buchanan get a touchdown there on senior night. Um, and we also saw, uh, you know, even saw two freshmen out there scoring. Trey Young's threw a touchdown pass to Ben Moore, which um, we'd like to throw out there. You know, for anybody that's listening that says we can't throw the ball, uh, we threw two touchdowns in this game. So, you know, kind of what you saw late in that game and, you know, things that we were able to work on that you thought looked really good. Yeah, I, I thought it was, um, you know, really good for Jared to get a chance to, uh, to score there. It, it was kind of neat. One thing I always remember was he – well, uh, you know, he had gotten he had gotten hit and was about to fall off balance, but you know, his buddy Jacoby was so far downfield blocking him that Jacoby actually reached over and grabbed him and like pulled him back upright so he didn't fall and then Jared ran at the rest of the way in. So that was a cool senior night moment, you know, and it was a good job by those guys coming out and playing hard to let some of those freshmen get in and you know, we got to see Jack and Trey, um, you know, rotate a quarterback and you know, Trey made a good throw to Ben and uh, ben scored there. It was his first touchdown. Was kind of cool. Um, you know, just just neat to see overall. Yeah, coach, I thought so too. It was kind of a great moment, and then you know, of course, getting those play like other players in. You got a chance to play um, a lot of young guys, and uh, you know, I covered a coach 
when I was in Missouri for a while and, and, uh, and his name was coach John Roderick. And he would always say that, you know, he always felt that he was always prepared, um, for the next season because of games like this, where he was able to put up a lot of points and you got to see a lot of those sophomores and freshmen get, you know, playing time and valuable minutes, you know, as a coach, is that something that when you have games like this, that you're thinking about, or is it one of those things where it's just like, all right, you know, we need to make sure we're getting these guys in there. Uh, I, I just think it's good for your program overall because you're always – the first night you step on that field um, on a Friday night, you're going to have jitters. And um, especially the first time you do it at home in front of your, like, your friends. And, like, I thought the student section was really, really full the whole night every time I looked up there. So you're always going to have those jitters. So if, if, if the seniors are doing a really good job and playing well, then it gets a chance for – you know, freshmen and sophomores to get in there and get those jitters out so they don't have them next year. So uh, I think that's important just long-term in the program. But, it was, you know, there was guys like Jordan Mora and guys that we really uh, wanted to see get in there and see what they could do. And, you know, and most of them did a most of them did a, a good job, but there's definitely some things to fix on it. All right, Coach. So normally when we start the show off, we always talk about sponsors, things like that. I kind of overlooked it there. And as we get kind of talking here about the defense, I think it's fitting for us to do it. Uh, of course, our two sponsors, Sheepdog Custom, uh, Sheepdog Custom Inc. Uh, with Coach Conway and company. We thank them for everything they do, making some great, uh, you know, great shirts, great polos, stuff like that. I'm actually wearing that like half sleeve thing. I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> and then of course as well we have Barker's Beef which is normally our T-bone of the week and uh, um, I guess talking here a little bit about defense and senior night it all kind of comes together for your T-bone of the week as well. Yeah I think uh, Jordan Kennedy did a really good job on um, you know there's kind of a unique blitz that we do occasionally with some of our uh, faster defensive linemen and he he always wants to do that blitz and you know we told him early in the week if they did a good job and, you know, got up. Then we'd slide him in there to do that blitz. And he did. He was in, like, two plays. And one of them was that blitz, and he ran down the line and, and tackled the running back, which was pretty cool. It was a big hit. And so he will go uh, Barker B for this week. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be excited about that um, also mm -hmm. as well. He'll he'll make, make sure to mention it all week to us. Uh, um, yeah. Along with that, Coach, uh, the defense, I thought they did great. First half, complete shutout. Uh, Maplewood didn't even really get into a chance to get into a red zone scoring situation uh, really until um, we started subbing in a lot more of the, the younger guys, and that's when they mm -hmm. actually got into the end zone and scored. But, you know, one of the things that we were worried about was kind of that secondary just because of the length um, that we knew Maple would bring in and kind of the athleticism. You know, what did you see from the secondary? How were they able to step up this week? I think I think they played well. They, they got us uh, the only time, you know, they got the older guys. They, they run the, uh, you know, they run that shallow cross air raid concept. It, it's something that we normally run, um, you know, when our, all our guys are healthy and, and they're not right now. So we haven't actually did it all this year. But, um, you know, shallow cross, a really good concept. And one of our linebackers went chasing and they hit the shallow guy for a big game, which was, you know, good play for them. And, you know, I, I think Coach Davis and them are doing a good job. It's just going to take them a little bit of time. You know, I know they got that job kind of late, but, um, you know, the, the, I really do think they'll get it together there in Maplewood. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. I agree with you there. Any other comments you have there about the defense, what you saw from them, especially in that first half? Uh, I mean, the first half they did a good job. They ran around. They were physical. Um, I think, you know, we got a lot of defensive linemen there in that rotation that, that's good. You know, we're kind of still missing Weston Boyd. Him being hurt really hurts us on that, uh, you know, on that quick front stuff that we do. So, um, you know, they played well. I, I, I thought it was a good overall team win, um, good overall team win. 
All right, Coach, well, let's go ahead and step aside here. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to look at the upcoming opponent, an old rival for Clarksville High School, as we take on Gallatin this week on the road. We'll have that and much more coming up after the break. And welcome back to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. Coach Shelby joining me on the phone as always as we get set for another week of action. And this week, Coach, we have a uh, a familiar opponent for our teams from like the 70s and 80s as we take on Gallatin. It's going to be the first time. Um, I never actually took them on when I was there. I don't know if you guys ever played Gallatin while you were uh, in high school, um, but a team that I know a lot of our older generation will talk about. I know you say your dad talks about them a lot um, mm-hmm. and, and teams like that. So this team, I think, and really this generation is going to get a chance to really start that, uh, not, I guess, a rivalry back up, but at least get some of that taste that those older guys were used to. Yeah, I think it was definitely a big game during that time. Um, you know, Gallatin's one of the oldest schools in, in, in Sumner County, and they've got that long, you know, 100-year track tradition like we have. And, um, you know, their, their people get really behind really behind the green wave. It's a it's a pretty cool place to play. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's going to be a pretty fun game. But, you know, getting that rivalry back on the schedule is going to be really, uh, really important for us in the future, I think. You know, one of the things I just thought about this, I don't know if, if you've thought about this, but if you look at our logos, mm-hmm. I mean, they have the almost have the Green Bay G, and we actually have, and I hate to say this because, you know, I'm not a, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a big I'm a big Green Bay guy, but we have kind of yeah. that more Chicago C. I know it's not technically uh-huh. the Bears C, but if right. you look at it, I mean, that's kind of a, a weird a weird thing to think about. Do you think that played in at all back in the day? I, I, I don't know, but I had never thought about that before, but that's kind of neat, you know. Ours is a little bit different, um, like than that Bears logo because of like the way it's shaded. Um, but it's uh, and then and then like the way that the C the like, if you're looking at the letter like on the left side of the C where it comes together is a little bit different. But um, you know, that's a pretty cool comparison because that's a that's a long you know Bears Packers long rivalry too. But I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's the only thing I've always like. I've- I've never always enjoyed the C just because of being a Packers fan, but I allow it <laughs> yeah. because I'm always a wildcat at heart. But let's keep talking here about Gallatin a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, Coach, for you. Um, what should we expect from Gallatin this week? Uh, physical, um, big, strong, uh, athletic. Uh, it's tall receivers, um, you know, really talented group. I think Coach Watson does a good job. You know, he was at Northeast for a while, so we've played each other a few times. I think their defensive coordinator is really good. Uh, you know they are. Uh, you know they're going. They're going. They're going to get after you. Um, it's going to be kind of an. I think it's going to be kind of an old school. Uh, you know, talking about going back, like back in time. Like I think this is going to be an old school kind of 1970s kind of slugfest. The way that both of these teams are playing right now, and I think the I think the one that is the most physical from bell to bell turns it over the least. Um, probably going to be your winner um i think special teams is going to be big deal like the hidden yards in there you know like uh you know because it's going to be tough sledding to get <clears throat> tough sledding to get anything on offense but um you know it's you know who who fields the point like who fair catches and fields the punt and which team lets it bounce and roll back 20 yards like stuff like that that hidden yardage that you don't really think about a lot is going to be a, like a critical factor in this game i think 
Coach, uh, you know, one of the things, if you look at Gallatin's record right now, you're, you're looking mm-hmm. at it, and they only have three wins on the season. Uh, the mm-hmm. two, two of the wins that they actually have are against similar opponents that we have our wins against, and they're obviously both mm-hmm. being in region play um, as they beat Rossview and they beat West Creek. Um, what, I mean, obviously we never really want to look at records because we know, I mean, you know, they played against a tough Hendersonsville team. We understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did as well. They played against a tough beach team as well. You know, I'm sure somebody's going to look at that record, though, and say, uh, well, this Gallatin team might not be as good. What would you tell them? What are you, what would you tell, you know, a fan if that's what they told you? I think that's nonsense. I think it's a really, really good football team, you know, and they played a tough schedule. Lebanon's good. You know, they played some really, really tough football teams. So, you know, you know, three wins that doesn't, you know, Gallatin can play some football. I'll tell you that, you know, um, regardless of, regardless of what the record is. And at the end of the day, like they're going to be in the playoffs with us too. So, you know, they're looking at it the same way, you know, they get through one more week and then everything goes back to even and, you know, they're going to be they're going they're a tough football team there's no doubt about that they get the fullbacks good quarterbacks good um you know it's kind of like it's kind of like beach and hendersonville there's not uh there's not just one glaring weakness that you can say all right we're just going to pick on this thing you know um they're they're they're, they're coached well they're running hit you it's a good football team all right. All right, Coach, we were talking a little bit there. You mentioned the playoff situation. I, I know, obviously, a win here is good for seeding-wise. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the big reasons why, you know, needing a victory here can, t- you know, change us up from having to go from the top feed, or top seed in the region, you know, maybe taking a little bit longer of a trip or taking a, you know, a shorter trip uh, against, a you know, a number two seed team in the region. Mm-hmm. You know, what – I mean, obviously, we don't want to – that's never going to be a pressure that should be on the players' minds at all. I mean, that's mm-hmm. more of a thing for, like, you know, us coaches to look at. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it helps us kind of know who to prep for, but we really won't obviously know that until Friday. It's not like, you know, we're the one or two seed. We know we're there. Um, you know, yeah. we know that we could be going to, you know, one of two different schools. Um, you know, how do you kind of keep that in mind, though, for the guys, you know, just kind of keep them in mind that, like, you know, winning, uh, winning this game does get us into, you know, maybe a better situation in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's a, it's high school football is like day by day, week by week. So the only thing we are like are worried about is definitely Gallatin, you know? Um, now, as soon as that game's over, uh, the winner of that game will be the three seed. The loser of that game will be the four seed. And then Hendersonville beach will be the one and two seed. So, um, we will either get, uh, Cane Ridge or Smyrna, or over 10, depending on how that game comes out. So, um, you know, we'll definitely, at the end of the game, you know, we'll, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the game, we'll we'll look at, you know, the report and see what it is and reach out to whatever coach that, you know, we end up drawing and, and get the tape traded and start working immediately. So, you know, it's definitely something that, like, we know about, we're aware of, like, we're, you know, it's definitely on the radar, but it's not, it's not the most important thing. It, it doesn't become important until we get back on the bus in Gallatin and head back home. We'll start looking at it. All right, coach, you were talking a little bit about physicalness and I, and I know that's something that, you know, you should never have to preach to a team, but you know, what, what are you going to tell the team this week about Gallatin and, and that physicalness that they can uh, probably and most likely expect? You know, I, I think, I think, 
that, you know, Coach Watson does a good job playing to his strengths, you know. Um, I know he when he was at Northeast, he kind of played it one way, and now it looks like he's playing it another way. He's, he's, he does a good job of doing what his kids are good at. So um, I think that's what makes what makes him a good coach. And, you know, we're trying to do what, you know, the, this set of kids, given, like, our injury situation, like, what they're good at. So I think it's just going to be one of those – uh, I'm just gonna tell the kids it's gonna be one of those old school games. It's gonna be a, you know, it's gonna be a game that you know somebody like Chris Bagatini really likes. You know, it's, you know, it, it, it when the last horn goes off, the the team that made the fewest mistakes, it was toughest, is gonna be the winner. All right, coach. Let's go ahead and step aside here. We're gonna take our break. When we come back, we're gonna have our three random questions uh, coming at you. So uh, get ready for those. Of course, coach, as always. Yeah, no problem. All right, let's go ahead and take that break. We'll be back here in just a moment. And welcome back to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. We finally hit hit our final segment here. As we normally do, we do the three random questions. We ask Coach Shelby three random questions. Uh, I have one this week. Uh, Coach Sickle has one this week. And the first one we're starting with is actually from uh, Coach Marcus Lawrence. If you guys watch the uh, Richview Cowboys uh, middle school team, the varsity program, Coach Lawrence has had them looking good for several seasons now. I mean, I, I know uh, before we get going on it, Coach, I, I, and we know how big middle school programs are, if you want to kind of mm-hmm. touch on you know, what Marcus has meant, not only to obviously the middle school program, but again to our program as well. Yeah, he's he's done a really, really good job with those kids. Um, you know, a couple years ago, uh, he came back, um, you know, we had talked and stuff, and, um, you know, he brought a couple of guys that we played played with back with him um you know coaching that team and it's it's just really cool for that team to be coached by a bunch of Clarksville high players that that are really invested and really care and you know care about the future of our program and stuff like that it's really cool and they're doing a good job they you know they got a lot of kids out their numbers are out um you know we try to we try to watch them every Thursday um I don't I think I might have missed one this year um but you know they got a bunch of they got a bunch of kids out there and they're playing hard and you know it's just really exciting to have those guys involved in the program. You talk about Marcus Lawrence, Chris Mosley, uh, Justin Johnson, and Brian Usher. Like you couldn't ask for a bunch of better guys to you know to work with those kids that love football, and love winning, and, and love Clarksville High School for sure. All right, Coach. So Marcus's question really just kind of he wanted you to kind of reminisce a little bit. This is the final week of the season. We just had senior night. I feel like this touches on a pretty good note here. He wanted you to kind of reminisce about your senior night experience at Clarksville High. Uh, mine was actually really cool. Um, I, what he's getting at is um, uh, when I was in high school early in the year, I broke my hand. It broke the bone in your hand that connects like your wrist, your finger, and. Uh, Ended up, um, you know, Miss Barnes let me play with this cast on my arm, and you know, we, you know, we really didn't. We were running a lot of triple that time. So we had a really good coach that did a really good job with it, and um, you know, a super good quarterback named Jim Foster. And um, we never really threw it that much. And when we did, we threw it to the other receiver because he was about a hundred times better than me. His name was Tario Frederick. He's Lanus's older brother. And, um, we were playing on senior night against Pearl Cone. We were undefeated. I think we were eight zero. Eight and zero or nine and zero at the time, and uh, you know we got down there and they double covered Tario, and they were like sloughed off of me real bad. So I hadn't caught a ball all year, and Jim threw me the ball, and I caught it and scored there to um, put us up against Pearl Cone. But I, I think the really cool thing about that was like that team had a 
had I can't remember how many seniors we had that year. It wasn't like a huge number of people, but um, everybody kind of had their role. You know, um, I, I don't think there were very many seniors that didn't play and didn't didn't have that uh, didn't have a role on the team, and and that was pretty neat because football is one of those games. It's not like basketball where you can be a great shooter, but if you're a terrible defender and you know you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't play. And football is different. Football, you only have to be good at one thing if you're just really good at one thing you can find a niche and get on that field and I think that senior group did um you know Chris Mosley who coaches at Richie he, he was a really really good player and you know I think a, a lot of the rest of us um were just kind of guys that really did our jobs really well and tried really hard most of the guys that were like super super talented like Mario who coaches Mario Merriweather coaches at Ravenwood now and Tario and Brian Ushery and Justin, most of the super, super talented guys were juniors and sophomores at that time. And um, it was just a really good mix of kids. Um, we got along well. And, you know, there's just a, you know, that, that senior group just had a bunch of guys that were pretty tough and tried really hard, like Bobby Slate. And, you know, it was, it was a really fun game. All right, Coach, let's go ahead and jump into our next question here for you. It's just kind of one that I had thought of and I'd saw somewhere that I thought you could kind of, uh, be philosophical on if you wanted to here. Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, if you could do anything and know that you weren't going to fail, what would you do? Um, I, me and Coach Stanley have talked about this before. Um, like, as teachers, uh, you, you, I get really bored in the summertime. Um, you know, it's just a long day. And you don't have a, a whole lot to do. But uh, I think it would be neat to be, like, handy enough to like to, like, flip houses or build houses or something like that. Well, I know last summer we talked about like just going together and buying one and trying to flip it real quick in the summer, but you know there's some things I'm kind of handy on, but I wish that uh you know it, it'd be cool to to like have enough like uh, I don't know what the word is like confidence or like courage like just get, go all in and do that every year and just find a house to flip and um, I think that'd be really neat. Uh, but I'm you know not quite as handy as uh, as you need to be to do something like that. Gotcha. All right, Coach, final question here for you. Coming from Coach Sickle, uh, he wanted you to rate um, rate frozen pizzas. Give us your best frozen pizza reviews. Uh, okay. Um, I think the number one by far is uh, Jack's Pizza. Um, a lot of people don't, don't haven't tried it. Um, I tried it like a long time ago. Um, we had like a coupon at the store. It was like two for one or something like that. So we got Jack's Pizza. Um, it's really good. Uh, I, I would recommend uh, 13 minutes in the oven. It's perfect on Jack's Pizza, but um, I like it. It's, it's thin crust. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I like to like get the stuff out of the fridge too and like add some more like toppings to it. I do that a lot when like Katie goes out of town. Um, there, every time she goes out of town, there's always like four or five Jack's pizzas in the, in the freezer downstairs. Um, it is, it's, it's the best frozen pizza per dollar without a doubt to me. Um, I know her, uh, her brother, I, I recommended it to Katie's brother and, uh, he's on Jack's pizza now. So he always gets those at the store, but, uh, I, I think it's by far the best. And then there's a big gap. Um, and then, then I think, I think you have to go just like what's on sale there. Like I, you know, the, tombstones okay um you know uh there, there, there's a bunch of other ones that probably go in that category i, I would go jack's pizza if they had no jack's pizza i would go with like what is the best sale for the week at Kroger or whatever <laughs> all right you, you're not a DiGiorno guy 
not really. I like when you're cooking it yourself, and it's kind of got that thicker crust, and you know it can be a little complicated. I I, I like Jack's Pizza thirteen minutes. I like the DiGiorno's on the top rack. I like the DiGiorno's with the stuffed crust. See, I'm a big stuffed crust guy. I like cheese. I'm a big cheese guy, so that might be why. Um, Jack's Pizza doesn't have it's all flat. It doesn't have. (laughs) I've had Jack's Pizza. I do like Jack's Pizza though. Um, Yeah, it's good. uh, I think when we moved up north, it was one of those big like everybody was kind of stunned. I'd never had Jack's Pizzas before, and they're like, "Oh, this is all we've like ever ate growing up." So I don't know if it's like a. Like a like a northern thing as well, where it was like oh, big no. there. I have no idea, but I know a lot I wouldn't of the people. Tr- I wouldn't have tried it without that coupon that time. <laughs> but once I got that coupon, like I was definitely I was definitely sold on that. It's it's the way to go to me. Um, you know, it's just a good pizza at a reasonable price. All right, coach. I, I did want to. I, I guess it's kind of like a, a fourth question for you. I know I'm kind of yeah. springing on you here, but with Halloween coming up, what's the worst Halloween candy? Um. Candy corn, okay. I think for sure. Um, but I think that's true with any, like, um, any candy or any food. Like, I'm, I'm the same way with the McRib. Like, the McRib's terrible. If if McDonald's were, like, selling McRibs all year, they wouldn't, like, pull it away and bring it back. Right. Like, they don't do that with the Big Mac. So when they make, like, a big deal out of, like, the McRib is back uh, – no one really cares. I don't, I don't know where it went. You know, it, they just take it away just to bring it back to make you buy it. But uh, candy corn's pretty bad. If if people actually like candy corn, then it would be for sale for all year. Uh, Easter Peeps, same thing. They're terrible, um, but they go away. Like any, anything, it's not like fruitcake, you know? Like right. that, that, that randomly shows up at like holidays, but if that were good, people would eat it all year. Um, all those like all those candies and stuff like that. It, if it's only available part of the year, it's probably because it's just bad. And then you look at like when candy corns out there. You, you eat it every time, but it's never you know it's you're never sitting around in July going you know what like I really wish I had some candy corn. You know it's just it, it's bad. I think. All right, Do we're you gonna. Like it? I've, no, I, I I mean so my thing is this. I like it obviously like. Like you said, it comes out this time of year. I'll eat some, but like mm-hmm. I actually like like the pumpkin ones, but I can't eat a ton of them. So if I get like a few and somebody get like I'm not gonna go out and personally buy them because I'm a waste of bag. But like mm-hmm. if somebody gave me a few candy corn, I'm gonna be like, eh, whatever. It's just candy corn. I'll eat a little bit of it. But yeah, I I'm not a big candy corn guy. I think it'd be cool. I think what we need to do is we need to get like the worst, like what people think are the worst Halloween candies, and then mm-hmm. rate them. I think that might be something we need to do. I don't know what else goes in that category. Um, candy corn's bad. Uh, I don't know. There's other ones I don't like. Um, those orange peanut-looking things. Yeah, circus peanuts. They're bad, huh? The circus peanuts, the or yeah. circus peanuts. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're pretty terrible. Uh, you know, I, 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 the best ones to me are like. Like Reese cups, eat Reese cups all year, and yeah. then they just come out with a Halloween Reese cup, which is the exact same as any other Reese cup you eat all year. It just has Halloween on the package or whatever. So yeah, or they turn um, into a pumpkin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that stuff is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the other the other stuff is just ugh, like it's, it's bad. You know, uh, I may have to like write write some of those like I didn't th- I hadn't thought about that. I have to write some of those uh, Halloween 
comes down. Yeah, what are the little Mary Jane peanut butter candies? You know what I'm talking about? The No, I don't know those. Uh, those are, uh, I think that's what they're called. I think it's the brand is like Mary Jane, and then uh, it's just like those like real chewy like like peanut butter pieces i think those are like considered like a halloween we'll have to figure it out we'll look i'm gonna look up what halloween candies are and then we'll discuss them um, yeah, I'll, make, I'll, I'll make a list of what's terrible, what's not terrible. <laughs> all right coach uh one final thing i wanted to mention here is just kind of a a milestone moment that happened on uh friday's game after the victory um and and we tweeted it out made the graphic and stuff like that but just kind of want to draw attention to it because um as, as you know as well as i i mean i've, I've mentioned this to you many times before uh, you know, you were one of my coaches, so I got to see your growth. Um, I remember when you went over to Northeast, it was during my senior season. Um, so I didn't have you for the full time I was at CHS, but, you know, obviously what I gained from you while, you know, working with you is something that, you know, I took on with me. And, um, you know, I think I was probably one of the better stock blockers because I knew we couldn't catch uh, or I knew we wouldn't throw the football. And you reiterated that to me a lot my first two seasons that I was at CHS. Um, yeah. But of course, you know, I, I took a lot of a lot from you. And I know there's a lot of players um, and, and just kind of seeing the showing of love that we saw on those graphics uh, from former players and stuff like that. But on Friday night after the victory, you actually moved to fifth all-time out of CHS coaches um, in victories. It puts you at 43. You surpassed Johnny Miller. Um, and Johnny Miller, is, as some people might know who've played at CHS, uh, he has the best winning percentage out of a head coach. I believe he coached for six or seven seasons. Um, so you moved to fifth all-time. You're just behind Coach Snyder, who is another one of, you know, one of the coaches that I played for, and it was around, obviously, while you were there and while you were coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just behind him by about two games. Two games would tie it up with them. Three, you surpass him for fourth. Um, but also it was your 75th career victory as a head coach. I, I mean, if you were able to tell, you know, you know, 18 year old, 19 year old Isaac Shelby that like this would happen, um, and you'd be doing it in purple and gold, what would be your mindset? I'd, I'd be super excited about that. You know, um, it, 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 it's pretty neat. Um, for sure. I, I you know, coach Schneider and, and Johnny Miller, like those guys are legends. My dad played for Johnny Miller. Um, you know, I, I've heard, you know, a ton of Johnny Miller stories, you know, growing up as a kid. And um, it, it's just, that's pretty neat for me. Uh, I, I, my dad played for Coach Miller. So, um, you know, the, it, it, it's kind of neat um, for sure. Uh, you know, 75 games is a lot of games to win in high school, you know. Um, you got to have a lot of good assistant coaches and a lot of good players over, you know, a long period to, you know, to get to that. And, then, you know, you get to, like, pressing 100 and stuff. You, it, it, it's just uh, – it's neat, you know, for sure. All right, Coach. Well, I wanted to say congratulations again um, just because it was such a, a great moment. And I'm glad I got to be on the sidelines with you because I, I felt that was a, a crazy moment. We had been talking about it for a little bit. And, you know, after we started keeping track of everything and looking at it, you know, it was like – Oh man, you know, I, I normally do a little media guide, you know, every week mm-hmm. when I'm looking at it and I just kind of keep that number going, um, yeah. you know, and just kind of keep an eye on it. And then I kind of keep track of it, but it was just kind of a cool thing to be able to experience that with you. And I know it's something more internal that, you know, we were able to kind of mention and, you know, we didn't talk about it much, you know, leading up to mm-hmm. it or anything like that. And, um, just because that's not really the human being you are either, you know, like you mentioned, nah. I mean, this is about the team and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're more worried about Gallatin this week more than anything else. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a cool moment. I, I do think as many, you know, former players and stuff as we're starting to get back involved in the program, um, you know, like the wins are not 
the wins are not a hard statistic to find. Um, just because it's you know it's in like it's in the yearbook and stuff like the statistics are really hard to find because I don't know how many coaches are on that list. Probably twenty two, twenty five coaches in the history of Clarksville. Is about right? I believe so. Um, yeah, but not everybody took stats really good. Um, you know, and, and like I'm, there was a time where there probably wasn't even stats, but it'd be neat to come up with like a like a committee of people. Um, like former players or something to kind of go back and look at, you know, we've had a couple kids ask before, like, you know, what's the record for tackles in a season or what's the record for touchdowns or like who is the, you know, all time leading rusher and nobody really knows. Um, and it would be really cool to, to make a committee, like a committee of people that, um, you know, a lot of people don't have time, you know, like they want to coach or they want to do this or that. And they, you know, they don't have time. To, it's hard. You have to, you know, to coach and stuff, you have to be off work at 2.30 every day in the fall. And then you also have to be off work in the summer, like every day in the, you know, you don't have to, you know, you have to be off from 8 to 11 every day in the summer. And, you know, there's some people that want to be involved, but that would be a cool statistic to go back and look at, you know, like who is the all-time leading rusher? I don't know. I would venture to say it's Jay Bailey, Chris Fletcher, um, Cam Fletcher. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Sean Dow. I don't know who it is. You know what I mean. But if if um, if we could go back and kind of find some of those statistics, and you know, probably Mario Merriweather. You know, I, I don't know who it is, but it'd be kind of neat to actually know who is the all-time leading rusher, the all-time leading receiver. You know, like you would think it would probably be Lanus Frederick. Um, in terms of catches and yards, but I have no idea. It might be somebody in like 1942 or something, you know? Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you on that one, Coach. That's been something I've always thought about as well as, you know, that would make our media guy look cool too. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's just something for me would. as well that I would I would love to know also. And um, mm-hmm. maybe someday I think some we'll of those that. I think some of those stats would, you know, would really, you know, shock some people. You know, is, is, is the touchdowns leader, is it actually Ernie Rice or is it, Mario Merriweather, or you know, like somebody asked or somebody I forget who it was somebody asked me about who else has scored five touchdowns other than Rayshon. I don't know. It'd be neat to know, but yeah, I actually don't know who that is. You know, you know, I I agree with you on that one, Coach. But uh, um, we'll kind of end it like we normally do each week. What are kind of your final thoughts heading into this week? Um, big game. Um, big rivalry to get back on the schedule. Uh, physical game. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be one of those for sure. Um, two proud communities with proud traditions, kind of getting back together. Uh, I'm still concerned about the bus situation. Uh, no, we've gone down to Sumner County twice. Uh, neither one has ended very well. Um, it, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to warm up on somebody's field and then actually play them instead of get <laughs> off the bus and play them. You yeah. know, um, that's been really really difficult, but. Hopefully, transportation will get us a get us a bus, um, you know, in a, in a good amount of time. And we, you know, both both times we've had some really terrible, like I twenty four traffic. That you know, that they're getting us a bus to get there in a reasonable amount of time, assuming there's no traffic, and right. we haven't caught we haven't caught that yet. You know, I know you've been on the first bus with the, you know 
using satellites to try to figure out how fast <laughs> we can get somewhere and we just can't you know every time we've had to take 41a both times uh, yeah you know when we went to beach i had no idea where we were going for a while um you know it just i, I don't know it's 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 kind of crazy um you know to have to have to to have to do that but i guess we'll see you know yeah, our Friday night bus trips to Sumner County have been sponsored by Waze app. That's pretty much yeah. what we've been doing. Uh, yeah. And a lot yeah. of time it's uh, Jim and I sitting next to each other, Coach Irwin and I sitting there saying, all right, you pull up Apple, I'll pull up this, and we'll pull up you know Google Maps and see what's bouncing around, which way it's saying, and you know adjusting along the way to see, you know, can we get off at exit 19 and then you know, beat the accident that might be at exit 11 that's slowing it down. It's been a lot it's, of crazy. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. We send like, we spend like hundreds of million dollars to send satellites into outer space to tell us how to get somewhere faster. And we still can't then get there on time to warm up. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? Um, we might've, we might've been better off to take a hundred million dollars and build bigger interstates instead of yeah. put them on satellites to tell us, you know, which ones are clogged up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you go here. We appreciate, again, all your time that you've given us so far. And as people know, we'll still have another show next week. But, again, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right. We're going to go ahead and end this show. Uh, Again, Gallatin this week is our opponent. Next week, uh, we'll let you know next week who we're going to take on because it could be a possibility of three different teams. We don't know yet. All depends on uh, a win on Friday night or, you know, a win by another team in the other side of the region as well. So we'll keep you posted on that. Um, Of course, for Coach Shelby, I'm Ethan Schmidt. Thanks so much for listening to another week of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. Don't forget, next week it'll be a special playoff edition. We hope that you join us then. Yeah.